Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, welcome to Psych in the City. I'm the Psych, Heather Abel, and the city is Hollywood, California. Today I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Rob Evers, and he is a very talented, multi-talented actor and singer. Just kidding, he's an actor. He's a wonderful, brilliant actor. Hi, Rob. I do do a lot of karaoke, so you were kind of right on that. I I love me some karaoke. (laughs) What's your song? You know, I do it depends on how drunk I am actually it depends on uh, how if I can hit those notes up high if I'm if I'm sober enough I can do it if I'm drunk I think I can do it but uh usually miss pretty pretty horribly but the I usually am like the killers you know like I usually try to go around I'm like that range oh I love the killers yeah yeah a little bit of rock and roll but a little bit of soul nice yeah those are usually my go-to's that little Bon Jovi sometimes so I, I recently, I, wanted, I want your opinion on this as an actor. And, you know, I used to be a casting director, which is a little known trivia. But um, the other day, uh, my, uh, my casting director friend reached out to me and said, hey, do you know anyone who wants to be on American Idol? And I have clients who are beautiful singers and, you know, I have people in entertainment and these two beautiful, organic, unsigned friends of mine came to mind, singers. And so I submitted them to my friend who's the casting director. And she said, oh, no, 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 we can't use them because they're over the age of 28. What the fuck is that? Yeah, they have a target audience, you know, and it's, I think what they want to do is take people and um, brand them and kind of teach them. And then like three years from now, get a record out. And then, you know, if you're 28 or over 28, you'll be 33. And then what demographic are you going to fall? It's all, it's all business. You know, it's all, it's all business. That's why like, that's why I don't really watch uh, American Idol. Although I I used to know Seacrest really well, but uh, I watch like America's Got Talent or like that kind of stuff. Right. It's still, you know, it's still produced. Like the people that are making it to the next round are, they go through the casting process, kind of like what your friend's doing. And they make it seem like they kind of came out of nowhere, you know? Right. But but it's all ages and groups. You have somebody that wins that's 12, uh, Grace Vanderball, whatever her name won a couple of years ago. Now she's blowing up. And then you have people that win that are like in their 50s doing puppets. Right. Because I know you're like addicted to reality TV and you have a podcast about reality TV. What is your podcast? It's called Reality Bites. Reality Bites. I was on it. I loved my experience talking about TV psychics. Yeah, it was fun. That's how we met. I know. It was great. Like we totally bonded. Yep. So about this American Idol, I've had this fucking beef about it because all these other shows where they promote talent, they don't have this age limit, right? It feels like ageism, you know? It kind of feels like ageism to me. Yeah, I mean, it is. It definitely is. But, you know, just like anything else, if you're trying to create a certain culture, then you got to just go by the rules that they're creating. If you don't, if you don't fit in that, in that age range, then you go to a different show. You go to one of these other shows that could, could help you if that's the path you want to take, you know? Yeah. I've been on a crusade. I'm like 
calling people. I'm I'm kind of on this little crusade about it, but I think I have to let it go. Yeah, I mean, there's also the voice. There's also all kinds of other stuff that they could do, which would be, you know, that have no age limit. Right. So I think that's the reason why the voice kind of blows American Idol out of the water if they're, you know, at the same time slot is because America can relate more to everybody of every age from every background instead of just, you know, that 19-year-old who might have had a messed up childhood. But they're 19, so they're still a child. So it's still a childhood. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about how we met. So we met, I hit you up on Instagram. I can't remember how I found, saw you or what it was. And then I think I was, I think somebody that I know, it must've been, I, I was trying to think about this the other day. I was talking to somebody about it. And I think that I was following you on Instagram because I'm into psychics. I'm into astrology. I'm into all that. And I think somebody, I think maybe my friend, no, because it wasn't Christy because I referred Christy to you. Somebody was following you. And I had just happened to pick up on it. Like, I think she posted a quote of yours or, you know, you have those inspirational things every day. So I think she posted something and then I started following you. And then you, in your, in your ever subtle way, Heather, (laughs) (laughs) you DM'd me and you said, Hey, I don't know why you're following me or how you found me, but I just checked out your, your stuff. And, uh, I feel your success is imminent in acting and in this podcast. So I would love to be a part of it. And uh, I hadn't even thought of the of the idea of having because you said you had a, a psychic TV show that you were about to do. Yes, at the time, which yeah. fell through. <laughs> which everything happens the way it's supposed to, right? Right. Um, you said you had a show that you were in production with or pre-production with about psychics, and I was like, this is such a good idea because all of my podcast is about you know every every essence of reality TV, and I was like, I love Tyler Henry, I love Long Island Medium, I love. Mama medium. So it would be great to get an actual professional psychic's point of view on what's real and what's not and what you think is produced and what you think they're actually coming up with that's like true. Because my theory of it all is always if the people on Long Island Medium that she's doing readings for are actors, then I quit. Because if if that you know, 58-year-old steel worker from Long Island can cry on cue when she says something to him then I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in, in, in on this business because that's some spot on acting right there. So it's got to be real in my mind. Of course. Yeah. So it was like, I was, it was interested to get your point of view on it. And that's how we, you know, I came over to your house and that's how we, we did my podcast first. Well, for the record, any TV I've done, which has been minimal, <laughs> I've been, uh, it's just been real. You know, they've had me read for real. Um, right. And then any pilots I've done for my own shows, it has all been organic. Thank God. You know, I think if they asked me to fake it, I would tell them to fuck off and leave. Have to, right? Yeah, it'd be disgusting. But I do know that it does go on. I do know that. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we talked about, too. We talked about, you know, we, we started talking about Tyler Henry and Mama Medium and Long Island Medium, all the ones that are kind of on now. But then we talked about Sylvia Brown, you know, uh, Crossing Over Dude. What was his name? John Edwards. Right. All these like Montel Williams type, let me go into the audience and, you know, randomly say, you, is somebody have a mom? Somebody have a mom that passed away in this area right here? Right. L name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It begins with a with an R. Okay. Maybe one of you and then uh, died of a heart, heart condition. You know, it's like I, anybody could do that. You're just picking out the things that are most common in the world. <laughs> yeah. I looked, I, I studied it when I started getting out to do things, I started looking at these TV psychics 
I looked up all these things they do, and it's called Barnum Method, which is from the circus, Barnum and Bailey, right? So it's just like a circus trick they're doing. And then they, they basically ask open-ended questions, right? So they're, so they're asking, like, I can't think of an example, but like for me, I, you know, I've read you so many times, but it's like with, with me, it's just freestyle. Whatever's coming into my mind, I just start calling it out. But with, with th those types, they just ask open-ended questions and then they throw out generalities and, you know, and then they, and like me, I don't do group sessions. I think it's creepy and it's too much energy for my mind. But it's like if a group, you're like, oh, you know, your S aunt died of heart condition. It's, it's like you say, it's all generalities. Right. And the ones that, that do do that and have, you know, they, they prove themselves, I think, by being very specific, you know, so like not to keep promoting this person, but like Long Island Medium, she'll be like, what's with the emerald gold necklace that you have in your pocket right now? Right. You know, right. and they'll be like, whoa, what the hell? I have, I have that with me, <laughs> you know, which there's whenever there's same with magicians, whenever there's cameras involved in a TV show, there's always going to be that pullback of like, well, what's really happening before the camera starts rolling? You know, are they telling this person to just put that emerald thing in their pocket and then act surprised, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's really up to the viewer to see who's, but it was very interesting to get your take on it. Cause yeah, you brought up Barnum and you brought up, you know, we kind of talked about a couple of different ones of those back in the day one uh, psychics. Well, that's why on my stuff, like I started this little social media thing with, for my Insta where I just went to all my clients who were really willing to talk on camera. I said, tell me the shit that came true. That was mind blowing, you know? Yeah. And then it, I have a visual representation of the mind blowing shit where it's yeah. like, you can't, argue that you know yeah that's the thing you can't argue it when it's when it comes true so tell me about some of our readings what 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 has come true or what maybe blew your mind is there anything cool that stands out between us i mean we've we've basically been working together and off and on for a long time you know yeah what you're really good at with me is the medium I mean, right away when I walked in, I have a tattoo. Obviously, you guys can't see it, but I have uh, a bunch of numbers that run down my forearm. And uh, people look at these numbers all the time because they're, they're linear. You know, they, all, they go down a line. It just says like 12, 19, 41, 11, 23. People always ask me all the time. They're like, what are those numbers? And they try to figure them out. And then I'm like, do you ever see the show Lost? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, it's got nothing to do with that show. <laughs> <laughs> But I walked in and the second I walked in and was even just setting up my, my stuff, you looked at my arm and you saw those numbers and you pointed to 23 and you're like, that's your dad. And I was like, yep. And you go, he died. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> you know, again, in a very Heather way, like just. Yeah. And, he, and, then, and then we did a reading and, you know, our readings are spread out enough that you're not taking notes. You're not like remembering this stuff. You read a lot of people. and I don't remember shit. I smoke pot, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you, you did say stuff like, um, you talked about my grandmother who you've brought up multiple times in readings as like my guardian angel. Uh, cause you keep saying who's Mary. That's very specific. That's her name. Her name's tattooed on my, I mean, her, just her initials tattooed on my wrist. Right. Nobody knows that See, because we're talking right now. I'm not in the zone. Like all this shit is like, I don't even, it's not resonating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, you know, because I'm kind of brain dead right now. I'm not even in the zone because I've been on Zoom calls all day, right? 
Right. It's so crazy how my brain works. I have to be in energetically in the zone in order to read. And that's what meditation and being close to God is about. And the work we do being in the space between thoughts and connecting to source and connecting to spirit. And I mean, it's a whole process. I mean, I believe that I um, do. You, are you a fan of Abraham Hicks? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I've even gone and seen her like live. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's how much of a fan I am. I used to listen to her every day. I kind of stopped because I feel like I've started to go through the YouTube like once around. I already heard, I'm like, I already heard this one. I already heard that's how much I used to listen to her. But it's the same thing. You know, she's, she's Esther when she's not connecting to Abraham. And when she's Esther, she's not going around giving readings and being, you know, all whatever. It's when she's connected to whatever it is that she's connecting to. That's when she can can give that kind of advice and everything. I get that. I will say on the tip of the things that have not come true, I predicted this year for your imminent success, right? This birthday year and you're a gem and you just turned this number and this number is your success number and your things will start to manifest this year. So I think it's not that they are not going to come true. They just haven't manifested yet. So call me back when you turn the next age. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say is that it's not that things haven't come true with like career wise and everything. It's just, it hasn't had the opportunity to. Yeah. And in the beginning of my birth year, which is, so I turned 44 on June 18th. That's the day that Mercury went into retrograde and it hasn't (laughs) even been out of retrograde for 10 days yet. So, or I think today's the 10th day. So it's like, I'm, I'm giving it a little, a little breathing room and growing space. Can the Geminis catch a break? I mean, I'm a Gemini too. I was born under Gemini, even though I'm the 21st. It, it's like I'm all Gemini. And it's been rough for the gems. It's been a rough couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what it is? And I think you're feeling it too, is that, um, that we have this feeling, this like, it's not even a feeling, it's a knowing that like things are about to pop, that that the whole, our whole lives are about to change. And I, I've been watching you kind of go through it too with like maybe moving, maybe not moving, you know, this these different shows that are happening. Like there's, there's uh, that you have and it's like, okay, well, if it's not this show, then now this show is being presented. And if it's not this and this, and if it's not the podcast, it's that, you know, so it's the same thing in my life. It's just that it's like having this knowing that something's about to change and it's going to be a flip into a whole nother life for us. That it's like right there that you wake up every day and you're like, it's like Christmas morning every day. And then every night you go to bed, you're like, all right, well, that that wasn't the day. So then you wake up the next day. You're like, OK, today's the day. And then it's like, my God, that wasn't it either. It's like you, you kind of just like instead of the perfect Barbie doll, you get a book or instead of the fucking G.I. Joe, you got a book. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I feel like I've been watching you kind of do that too, as just being on that level of expectation. Yeah. I mean, but we're totally connected. It's weird because like when we met, it was like, oh, we're meant to be friends. Like we, I mean, for Christ's sake, you moved into one of my buildings, you know? (laughs) That was serendipitous. Totally. Yeah. So serendipitous. And the, the funny story with that, I mean, this goes along with your, you know, how much I trust you and, and, you know, predictions and everything is that I had gone through a bad night. I've been in the same building for eight years and those people were just horrible, you know, to us as far as like landlords, you know, they would start construction out of nowhere. They'd knock on your door and be like, we gave you 24 hour notice. Now we're going to tear apart your wall. 
Like it was like, it was weird shit. And I'd come in after one of those situations where I had gotten no sleep the night before because they painted my stairs outside my apartment with some like lead based paint and like didn't tell me. Mm. And I'd come over and you were like, we were talking about, you're like, well, you're due for a move anyway. And I'm like, I really want to, I just don't know. You're like, no, I have a place for you. You do, you're due for a move. Come, come over and look at it today. And I went and saw this place and it's amazing. <laughs> and it's everything I've always, I've always wanted to live like in a back house or like above a garage or like somewhere detached. Right. You know? Because I'm an empath like you. So like I pick up on people's energies all over the place all the time. And my neighbors recently have just been everywhere. I've just been like, Ugh, you know, like get me away from these people. So I've always wanted something detached. And I walk into this beautiful apartment and I was like, I love it. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to afford it. And you're like, you will. And I was like, uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you that I don't know if I can afford it. And you're like, no, you can afford it. And I'm like, okay, uh, I know that we're close, but have you seen my checking account? I don't know if I can. And you're like, don't worry. I'm your psychic. I'm telling you, you can afford it. And I'm like, well, you're literally putting your money where your mouth is, but I trust you. Yeah. And I've been more than fine. On time with rent every month. Well, I'm and, and more than okay. It's not like I'm paying the rent and then like, you know, ramen for three weeks before I build it back up. I'm, I'm way ahead of it. So it's like, I never saw that coming, you know, yep. but I trusted you. And, and that's, I think that's the point with having a good psychic is because I see it more as like a spiritual boot camp. Well, we went through the eight week program together. I was going to say, I thought of a fun question. So I want you to tell me what is the biggest thing you learned from me? And then I'll tell you the biggest thing I learned from you. The biggest thing that I've learned from you, well, I think it's more of like getting out of my own way. I think it's more of like, I, I'm a Pisces moon, but a Gemini uh, sun. So like, I'm cognitive. Yeah, I have a lot of feeling with the Pisces moon, but I'm cognitive in my Gemini. I'll go do stuff, but I'm always thinking about it. Like, I'm always thinking, always thinking, always thinking, always thinking. So it's like, what I learned from you is to kind of shut off the yeah, but, or the, what about this? Or the, no, I'm not, or I'm not good looking enough to get that role on that show. Or yeah, no, I know I have the talent for that, but why would they cast me next to Ben Affleck instead of somebody who has a better resume? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I go into business mode with this stuff. And what I've learned from you is to just get out of the way, you know, and trust that things are, are, are coming and that they're happening and that I need to just kind of trust myself more. Yeah. It's working out for your highest good, always. That same, same thing with the, with the apartment. Like I literally uh, just, you know, I had to have the, the ex that I was with kind of yell at me a little bit and be like, just do it. You know? <laughs> this is where you're supposed to be. And I was like, I know, I know. But blah, 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 blah. You know, then I started, I fight for my limitations a lot of the time. Right, right. And, uh, and then I let go and I'm here and everything's working out, you know. So same thing. I think, I, yeah, that's what I learned. It's just to kind of get out of my own way. I love it. So what I learned from you was to release my vanity when it comes to the public eye and to just stand in my true, goofy, crazy self. Yeah, you're, you're a very specific person, you know? <laughs> you have, if anybody that knows you and is listening to this will understand what I'm saying, but like it, you are a beautiful person, but it's your personality and your energy that makes you different from everybody else. That's why I've said already like six times in this, in this podcast is like, well, in the Heather type of way. And as Heather would say in this way, you know, it's like, that's what's going to make you stand out and be, you know, you, it's going to separate you from everything else. 
you could walk into a, a crowded room, but you're going to stand out because of your personality, not because you're brunette. Right. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm getting so much older. So it's, it's for a woman to be able to release the vanity is really important, you know? So it's like, you really helped me overcome that and to step into this role of just like my honesty and my truth and just being me. And I love it. It's really refreshing. And it's not even having to release vanity. You should always have a little bit of, you should always be vain for yourself. But it's, and I'm not comparing your age at all with this, but it's just something that's, that's relevant right now. It's like, you know, did you see that, that picture that um, Martha Stewart posted? Did you see that? Uh-uh. Oh my God. She posted this thing on Instagram that everybody's going crazy on. It's her in a pool, like looking sexy (laughs) and it's just the top of her head, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's just this, this angle of her face and everything. She's 78, I think Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit younger and she looks gorgeous, but it's like Susan Sarandon or anybody who just has taken their beauty per age and been like, I'm still hot for this. You know, I'm not, I'm not 22. None of us are fucking 22, but like, right. You can still be 38 and, and hot, but be embracing the 38 and hot, not right. trying to be a 24 and hot. Absolutely. That's, that's where it is. Yeah. No half shirts, no Lycra. I mean, come on, guys. Let's not do that. No, I don't even know what my life is. Then don't do it. It doesn't sound good. I love dressing my age. I think dressing my age is really fun. I, that's one thing I'm so not into is dressing like you're younger. Ugh. Yeah, but isn't the the the, the, uh, the irony the fact that like the younger generation are wearing like Led Zeppelin shirts and uh, Johnny Cash and like all yeah, this other yeah. shit? And you're like, no, that's my shit. I'm all bitch. I was there. Yeah. So you can't. So they're actually dressing your age. And we're... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what... If, what are you striving for now or have you released the striving? Because to be an actor right now is really fucking hard during this pandemic. So I guess the question for me, for you, is if you were to advise other actors how to cope spiritually right now, like what would you say? I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, I'm a very, <laughs> I'm really bad because I'm more of like do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm type person, even relationships. All my friends call me about relationships. I'm the straight male that my guy friends and girlfriends call me about relationships because I give good advice, but I suck in relationships. Like I'm just, I'm starting to think that I'm just not good at it. I don't think, I think that's false. Well, thank you, but we'll see, I guess. We'll have to ask the next one. But uh, um, with, with acting, I have a lot of friends are you know, they're freaking out. And some of them are saying that our careers are never going to come back or that, you know, the on set stuff will never be the same again, or the way things are made will never be the same again. And I have friends that are called, you know, what I would say is just, just sit into it. You know, you got to just, and one thing I've been really kind of embracing during this whole thing is Taoism, okay, which is basically like you go with the flow, right? If, if you're, if there's a river and you're in the river, which we all are, and it's going downstream. If you try to turn around and swim upstream, it's going to be a struggle. Right. Right. If you try to hold on to a rock or stay in the same spot, you'll probably drown. But if you trust it and let it go, then all you have to do is put your feet down and, and just go with the river and you'll probably wind up where you're supposed to be and alive, you know? Dow of poo, baby. Winnie the yeah. poo. <laughs> it's great. 
probably what I would say. I mean, I like I said, say as I do, not uh, do as I say, not as I do. Is I, you know, wake up every day looking for what audition is next, you know, and what's the next opportunity and what's the next thing I can focus on. And, you know, checking, you know, I just auditioned for a big movie and it's like, checking the trades every day to see if somebody got that role, you know? So it's like... You stay in the vibration. I mean, you've worked your whole life. That's what's cool is like you have maintained a career in acting that is virtually, that's almost impossible. You know, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of been a blessing and a curse in the sense of, uh, you know, when I moved out here, I got my SAG card and I was 12. Whoa. And uh, I was doing, you know, little bits in movies and, and commercials. And I used to, because uh, I'm from Philly, right? So I had the same manager growing up as like Seth Green and like, you know, some other bigger people that came out of Philadelphia. There was really one manager that kind of did everything for people back in Philadelphia. And we would all go to New York and audition. And this is, I mean, the late 80s, wow. 90s. So there wasn't cell phones and all that stuff, you know. So I would go up to New York like three times a week and audition. And my parents would have to drive me to New York. And then I would have to use the payphone and call my manager and find out where the next audition was and blah, blah, blah. And then we would leave and then we get outside the turnpike. And then, nope, you have another audition. You got to go back in. And my parents got so sick of it that they wound up just putting me on. They would drop me off at the bus station in Philadelphia. And I would have like a certain amount of, of quarters in my pocket. And I would have a book full of appointments and a backpack. And I would get on the Peter Pan bus and go up to New York at like eight o'clock in the morning, audition all day and take the five o'clock back and they would pick me up oh at the bus God. station. That is so cool. That's hustle, man. You're hustling. I almost got kicked out of school multiple times because of it. All the way through high school, I would do this. It's badass. Yeah. And then I went to Syracuse and studied. And then I went to London and studied. And then I came back and, um, you know, I could have gone to New York very easily because that's where everybody went. But I had a friend who booked a show out here who was with my manager back in Philly. And he's like, it's easy. He's like, I've been out here a year and I'm already a lead on an ABC sitcom. It was him and Ryan Reynolds and like uh, Trailer Howard. And he's like, come on out here. So I did. And I was my, I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to give myself five years in L.A. Because I had a manager. I, I lived right when I got here. I moved into a house that my manager had like an actor's house. You know how models in the day had model model homes? I think they still do. I'm sure you, I think you even probably lived in one. Oh yeah, in New York City. Yeah, this, they had one out here. They had on, across from Paramount Studios, they had a house. It was me, this actor, writer, who's doing really well right now, uh, Brian Klugman, and uh, and uh, this actress who was on like Punky Brewster. She, I mean, she's a child actor. Uh, her name is Morgan Nagler. And uh, we lived in a house together, but Brian was friends with all these up and coming new people. So there was like that whole crew, it was almost like the 90s Rat Pack version of the Rat Pack. Right. That I was a part of. I was hanging out with Tay Diggs, our f mutual friend, and he's like your super fan. Mine? Yes. I love Tay. He's, I love Tay he's very like much. has such admiration and love for you and was just like sort of going off on your talent and also how you're a relationship guru. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tay and I, we've been through a lot. You know, we've known each other since 98, you know, wow. maybe 2000. And we've just, we've kind of watched each other, you know, have relationships. And, you know, I've watched him have a couple, uh, you know, go through different relationship stuff. And then I've watched him, you know, I remember back in the day when he would, I don't know if he wants me saying this, but like he would, we'd watch, um, he was really coming up, but he was still Rent. He was still Broadway. He was still very much like, you know, he, I think he just, he had just gotten really successful from Stella. And he had done a couple other movies and they had him on uh, NBA Inside Stuff. There was a show 
And it was during the, I think it was Iverson versus Kobe in the finals. So that had to be like 2000 or something like that. And they had him, they were interviewing him and they were like, well, what do you like about Allen Iverson? And what do you like about Kobe Bryant? And he's such a, you know, always in his creative mind that it wasn't like, well, I like the way that he passes and his stats. And, you know, Kobe's very, you know, he, he likes to take jump shots and, and Iverson's more of a fake pass. And then, you know, to the hoop. Like he was like, well, Kobe's like doing the tango, right? You got to get <laughs> the footwork down and you got to know that you're going to be cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha, you know, but Iverson's more of like the waltz and like, you know, ba 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 And like, he had to just put it in his own world and you could see, you know, the people being like, okay, all right. <laughs> and now he's a coach on a really popular football TV show. So I know I don't I don't I've not seen that. When I had him on my podcast, I was like, I don't know what you do, but I know who you are. Because <laughs> <laughs> I won't Google people, you know, it's like sacrilege. Yeah. So okay, I have this segment now called the voodoo that you do. Oh god. And I've picked a voodoo exercise for you because I know you so well. So I I want you to tell me. It's going to be a visual exercise, okay? I want you to tell me something that you want to go away from your life or it's a person, place, or thing that's been driving you crazy. That I want out? Yeah, that you want out of your life. A person, place, or thing. Uh, geez, that's personal. <laughs> I know. You, you don't have to, t- like, you could, you could tell me after who the person is, but you could just say, like, my neighbor or whatever. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, yeah, all right, I got one, but yeah, I won't say it on the podcast, but I, it's a person. Okay. So this person, this is for all of you out there. When you are having a, a, an energetic drain from a person, you want them to be released from your life, let's say, okay? So this is the voodoo that you should do. I want you to close your eyes, Rob. I want you to envision this person on a movie screen so you can relate to this since you're a movie star i want you to envision the movie screen burning from all ends and this movie screen sort of crumbling from the fire and this person is in the center of the movie screen you're sitting in the theater watching this movie screen burn 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 until the person goes up in flames and the movie screen disintegrates, okay? I want you to do this exercise every night for five days. So before you go asleep, go to sleep, envision this movie screen disintegrating with the person's image on it, okay? However many times you need to before you fall asleep. Five days in a row, and then that person will disappear from your life. Got it. It's a movie screen exercise. I like a it. A little bit of voodoo. That reminds me of some, you you know, when we were doing our spiritual uh, stuff, because I would come see you for lessons. And it was, it was you know, this, this stuff to me is therapy. You know, some people go talk to clinical psychologists, you know, people with PhDs and everything. But for me, it's more of like, I need the, it's not, it's, it's not necessarily just validation, but it's like, being able to express what you already know and then talk about the spirituality of it because everything we see and touch and like feel, you know, that's all on this plane, but there's a whole other plane going on that I think that like controls that. Mm -hmm. So it's like being able to talk about that plane. Absolutely. Whereas like you go see a psychologist and they'll be like, you know, whenever you're in your head, you know, focus on a chair, lamp, 
plants, soda can. Right. You know, but it's like, well, that's putting you in this realm. I don't want to be in, I'm not talking about this realm. I'm talking about inside, you know. And the past creates depression and the future creates anxiety. So let's be here now. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you taught me something else. It was kind of along that line of like letting go. God, you gave me a whole bunch of like uh, sayings and stuff. And uh, one of them I, I still love, which is um, I have all. Yes, I'm infinitely wealthy and debt free. Oh, I love that one. Right. And and I say that one all the time to myself, you know. And you have been. You've been prospering, thank God, financially. I have. And then there was one about letting go. And uh, it, I, it came to me while we were doing the, the voodoo exercise right now. I can't think of it. But it was, it was along the exact same lines of like, you know, picturing it going away and that you have the power to turn that off. You know, I have this this uh, broken heart tattooed on my fuck you finger. That's what, that's usually what I get. People are like, oh, did you go through some shit? You have a broken heart tattooed on you. And I'm like, it's actually the opposite. You know, Gandhi said that no one can hurt you without your permission. So this broken heart is reminding me to say fuck you to anybody that wants to hurt me because I give permission of how I feel. Nobody else gives you that permission on how to feel. I needed to hear that today. I lost a friend uh, energetically this week, so I needed to hear that today. Mm-hmm. That was the most beautiful thing I've heard all week. You, you like totally cured me just now. It's isn't it so such such a strong message? So strong, and like I feel like crying. Like that's just so beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. I needed that so badly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Fucking Gandhi. Fucking Gandhi nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, my brother. Love you back. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. If you liked today's episode, please leave me a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening. For more info about me, visit my website at heatherobble.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.